Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Good evening from Canada. So welcome to um, the third episode of my show, um, Intimacy and Truth. Um, so this is a show where um, I talk about things that are related to the matters of the heart, to the soul, um, you know, to physical intimacy, um, spiritual intimacy, and things that, you know, we are not supposed to be involved in and things that we are supposed to be involved in. So this is honestly just um, a show that talks about things that the current church didn't, doesn't necessarily talk about. Um, you know, they're there are topics that, you know, people are shy to talk about, specifically um, in the church, but yet there are issues that affect everybody. They affect Christians specifically. They even affect married people that are Christians. They affect unmarried people that are Christians. It affects people that are not Christian that, you know, from different, they believe different things. It affects absolutely everybody. So we're going to be talking about some serious topics. Um, if you haven't seen um, any of my other shows, please do feel free to listen to um, my first show, um, which introduces um, what the show is about. And um, I share actually the first chapter in my book, uh, the book that I wrote called Sexual Strongholds Breakthrough. Excuse me, I just pulling out the book. So it's called Sexual Strongholds Breakthrough Freedom from Sexual Abuse, Pornography, Masturbation, Fornication, Adultery, and Sexual Perversion. So if you haven't read the book, it's a wonderful read. Um, it's definitely a book that would expose a lot of things that you've thought about that you just couldn't discuss with anybody. And it's going to expose, um, you know, things that society, um, you know, says is okay but you know there's consequences with those things and so you'll learn a lot and most importantly you'll learn about Jesus um so yeah so the first episode talked about you know introduced what the what the show would be about and we talked about the first chapter um in in the book I read the first chapter out the second episode was a great um a great topic as well. Um, it didn't necessarily tie directly to sexuality itself, but you know you could relate it. It was called deep wounds, and it's stuff that you know people go hurts that people go through. And sometimes if these hurts are not addressed properly, it could lead to um, you know detrimental behaviors. It could lead to people wanting to hurt themselves, commit suicide, um, you know, live in sadness or depression you know so deep wounds are something that you know people go through different things in life highs and lows and it's not it's not healthy to have deep wounds in the soul it's very important to heal and I can just tell you like you can try to heal in so many ways but it's not everlasting the only way to heal in a very wholesome everlasting way is through Jesus touching you is through a relationship with Jesus and even if you don't know Jesus you can know him so that was episode two um, it was very very insightful um, it's better to listen to it because I can't go into all the details of what those episodes were about but they're very I if I should say so myself they're very they've been very helpful 
to people and i really hope that you will go back to listen to episode one and two and now we're going to talk about episode three it's definitely an episode that i'm not really ready for to be honest with you because if i can be honest um for this episode i've been i've been procrastinating today's a holiday in canada so i just feel like you know like in holiday mood chilling you know not doing much um but you know i told god i would do this you know i i want I, I made a commitment to god that i would do this that i would you know share the gospel i would talk about life situations and life experience and share the gospel so i want to stick to my commitment because unfortunately in my unfortunately in my past i've had the habit of starting things and not finishing like i'll start a project or I'll start something that I truly believe in and then I don't finish it. The only thing that I've started that I, you know, did for almost 10 years, I would say, let's just say eight years to be um, on the conservative side was my fashion brand, Coco Lily. I started it and I kept on going and going, even in the even in the ups and downs. And it wasn't until 2013 that I decided to let it go for a period of time, for a season, until it was the right time to come back to it again. But besides that, I, there's been a lot of things that I believe, like creative ideas or things that God's put in my heart. And, you know, I started and I don't think I see the results that I want, so I just stop it. Or sometimes it's really out of like lazy, uh, yeah, laziness, procrastination, or you know, just giving up. And so for this podcast show, in the name of Jesus, I'm committed to God, and I, I really want to share Jesus with the world. I want to share the gospel, and I don't want to give up. And this is a very important the topic of sexuality and sex and intimacy, that how it relates to the Word of God is very, very important. And I, I, I really don't want to, you know, I don't want to play around like I have in the past. I really want to be dedicated to, you know, God's work that He's put in my heart to do. So um, as much as I was chilling today. I was like, you know, God, I need to do what God's asked me to do. And that's to do this podcast show to reach out to people that are hurting, that, you know, need some clarification on what they're going through. So today's episode, um, so it was hard. It was, it was a bit challenging for that reason of just not feeling like doing this. But I just remembered, no, Nana, this is a commitment for life. You are going to share the gospel. And the second thing is the topic I'm about to talk about is a very, very heavy topic. Uh, too heavy to be honest, but we will talk about it. I don't think it's going to be in one episode and just all be able to be able to cover in one episode. I might have to split this topic in a couple of episodes. So just so we can go right into it, I want to introduce what the topic is. And today's topic is freedom from pornography. Yes, I said it. Pornography. No more people don't like to talk about it. But a lot of people are secretly doing things related to pornography. They're watching pornography. Christians are watching pornography. Non-Christians are watching pornography. People are pretending. But, you know, it's become a norm in society. And we're not going to pretend here. We're going to talk about it. So um, before we get into the topic of freedom from pornography, I just want to, you know, I always like to start the show after introducing the show. I like to put some music, you know, like music is always refreshing and good. So I'm going to play a song right now by uh, an artist I discovered. I actually played um, two of his songs and I played one of his songs in episode one, and episode two. 
Um, I'm going to play uh, another song of his. His name is Montel Fish. And this song is called Wars. And it features Madison Ryan Ward and Taylor Armstrong. Again, the song is called Wars by Montel Fish. And it features Madison uh, Ryan Ward and Taylor Armstrong. And one thing I liked about the artist is that he wrote something about the song. And he said, and you can find this on YouTube, by the way. And he said, it can feel like... I believe he's referring to life. It can feel, oh, situations. He said that it can feel like a fight sometimes getting back close to God, but he's always, but he always welcomes you home. Again, I'll read it properly. It can feel like a fight sometimes getting back close to God, but he always welcomes you home. So this is what the song is centered around. So I'm going to play it before we get into, um, you know, the topic. So let's go. Trying to find my way back to you. Trying to find my way back to you. 
Thank you so much for listening to that song. Um, I truly appreciate it. And um, we're going to get into today, um, you know, the topic that we discussed earlier, which was freedom from pornography. Um, first things first, I'd like to say a prayer just to be able to cover what God wants me to cover um, in this episode and not, you know, do my own thing. Father God, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you that this is the day that you have made and I shall rejoice and I shall be glad in it. Um, God, I first ask for forgiveness of any sins in my my body, soul, or spirit, Father. I just thank you so much for the blood of Jesus that has cleansed me and that has given me the grace to become a child of God. And this this is available to anybody who wants to receive Jesus. Anybody that is frustrated or tired of their current lives, they can come out of whatever they're going through and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I pray that people that are listening, Lord, that you know need something different in their lives, need refreshment in their lives, need a new life, just need a Savior, need help. Father Jesus, I pray that you'll touch them and then you will save them in the name of Jesus, that they will actually want you, Lord. I just thank you for being in my life. I see the wonderful difference you make in my life. I give you the glory, Jesus. I thank you for everything. Please lead me in today's podcast. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So um, we're going to go straight ahead and go into some scripture. And that scripture actually comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 18 i'll say that again it comes from first corinthians chapter 6 verses 18 and i'm reading from the amplified bible it says run away from sexual immorality in any form where the thought or behavior whether visual or written Every other sin that a man or woman commits it's out, is outside the body. But the one who is sexually immoral sins against his or her body. I'm going to read this again from second from first, excuse me, first Corinthians chapter six, verses eighteen, which says, Run away from sexual immorality in any form whether thought or behavior, whether visual or written, every other sin that a man or woman commits is outside the body. But the one who is sexually immoral sins against his or her own body. Okay, so let's take a pause here. Okay, so you know what I find very interesting? That I read the version, the... Amplified, ver- amplified version to you. But what I find very interesting, that if you read some other versions of the Bible, so let's take, for example, um, the New International Version. It says, flee. <laughs> that word is a interesting choice of word. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins... Is- All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Uh, The New Living Translation uses the word run, run from sexual sin. Um, No other sin so, so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. And, you know, it goes on and on. If you read different versions, they, they either use the word flee or run 
flee or run. And what is very, I find very interesting um, about this sin, um, sin of sexual immorality. So, for example, you know, if you look at the the new the commandments that God gave Moses in the new in the Old Testament, and you look at a lot of things that God, you know, because He knows the future and He knows the consequences of certain sins. He tells us not to do it. You know, thou shall not murder, don't kill, don't hate your neighbor, don't covert. Like there's so many things God says don't do. And you hear that, if you read the Bible, it clearly says don't do this, this is not good for you. But have you noticed that the only one sin that they say run, flee, like run for your life, flee. And I always wondered like why is this sin concerning sexual immorality saying flee, run? There's a reason because all sin is sin. Like, don't get me wrong. You can, I'm not saying one sin is better than another sin. Sin is sin, period. But this specific sin, it affects you in ways that the consequences are so deep <laughs> in a sense that sins that, that are, you know, around sexual morality, not only does it affect your body or the other person's body or, or or you physically it affects you in your soul it affects you in your spirit and those who are matured and understand spiritual things or those who have knowledge and insight understand what soul ties are so that's why you'll see that when people have sex with each other even if it's a one night stand especially for women you know it's like you can't just shrug your shoulders and pretend like it never happened. Like you feel like this it's like as if something it went past your your genitals, it went past your body. It's actually there's something happening in your soul. Like because the moment you 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 became one with that person where they like as as if if you're a woman for example, the moment the man enters into you, whether you like it or not, boom, in the spirit realm you formed a tie in your souls there's a tie that has happened there's a connection that happened whether you like it or not whether you believe it or not and that's a soul tie and um i have a whole chapter in the book about soul ties um i'm not going to go into that in this episode uh, this episode is really going to try to focus more on pornography um but you know it all relates so Pornography is just one of those sins. It's um, the world will tell you, oh no, it's healthy. You know, it's to enhance your sexual activity, to enhance your, you know, blah blah blah. All these things they'll tell you, and if you believe it, <laughs> you might not realize it now, but one day you'll realize that it enhances nothing, and all it does is enhances is your future destruction. So, um, I have a. The biggest chapter in the book I wrote is the chapter on pornography. And um, just before we kind of go into just little sections of that um, from the book, I just wanted to mention that um, sadly, and I thank God this is in the past now, but sadly I had experience with pornography and not just pornography here, there, you know, I'm talking about a serious, serious addiction. And a lot of people think that it's just men that have addictions to pornography, but I'm sorry to say there's a lot of women around the world that have serious, sad addictions to pornography. You'll be surprised. Like, you'll be surprised that it's, it's, as, it's, it could be even worse than men. Um, so um, there's a lot. Like, I've spoken to so many women, young women, older women, that secretly, secretly 
are addicted to pornography, watch pornography, but nobody knows. Not even their husbands sometimes at, at times, not even their friends. Like, you know, it's just they never comfortable to talk to anybody about it. They're embarrassed, you know, but there's a lot of women that I've personally spoken to that the conversation <laughs> opened up and they actually were honest and told me about their addictions. And I, and if you see these women in real life, you would never imagine um, that they had an addiction. Um, in my situation, I had an addiction to pornography, which started um, quite young. So it started quite young. And um, when I was um, young, I was sexually abused um, by a family member. It was actually a cousin. And um, after that sexual abuse, it just kind of like, unfortunately, um, I got into other things that were very, 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 very unhealthy spiritually, which included um, pornography. And um, I had an addiction to it. And, um, you know, for for years, um, and I just thank God that, you know, and every time I, it got to the point to was, um, you know, like the end of when I was doing it, doing watching pornography and, you know, and all that stuff where um, it, it would waste my time. There were days where I would go for, I just watch it for hours or and I just felt so disgusting afterwards. And I felt like just waste up my time was just, just wasting my time away, wasting my life away. And I felt really terrible. I felt dirty. I felt bad. And I remember I would pray. I would ask God to forgive me. And then after I asked God to forgive me, I ended up doing it again. And then I do it. Then I feel bad. I ask God to forgive me. Like it was a, a horrible, vicious cycle. And um, those, I just was, I was getting tired of it. But um, what I remember is. I'm glad that even though I was, you know, deep in that sin, I still had the nerve to pray. <laughs> I had the nerve to pray and the nerve to call on God, because if not, I think it would have been, I don't know where I would have been, you know, like, so I thank God that even as, even, even when I was deep in that horrible sin, um, I still had that nerve to still ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus to deliver me. So that's how I know there's power in that, in the name of Jesus, because it's a miracle how I was delivered. And I remember one time I was watching, um, I'll go into full details about my testimony relating to pornography. I don't want this episode to be too long. Um, I have a, like, like I said, the biggest chapter in this book is about pornography. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, that's why I might have to split, you know, do a couple of episodes just on this topic. So I don't want to, you know, talk too much today. I just want to just introduce this episode and know that there'll be more episodes um, coming uh, uh, centered around the topic of pornography because it's something that God wants me to share and God wants me to address so that people can be set free in the name of Jesus Christ because it's a horrible, horrible addiction. Um, okay, so um, talking about the, very briefly my testimony, it's so long, so I'm just giving you like, I'm giving you like, a, like, like, like a, like a, very tiny bit of it okay um for today so i remember after these this vicious cycle of doing it crying feeling bad feeling dirty like you know and i i just didn't feel good after each after each time we you know wasting my time and all that stuff there was a time when one day i was watching um a preacher called Crefla dollar and he was talking about grace and he was talking about you know, whenever you want to do something that you don't feel good about, or you know it's not good, or you know it's not according to God's word, you have the grace to not do it. 
And I was like, what's he talking about? And I knew like I was, I, I was struggling with something that I didn't want to do, but I kept on doing it anyway. And I couldn't understand why I kept on doing it, but I was still doing it. And I knew I shouldn't do it. I, did, I hated it, but I was still doing it. And in the time that I was doing it, I was getting like one minute, two minute, five minutes of pleasure. And then once it was all over, I just, oh, I just felt so filthy and disgusting and disgusted by myself, you know? And um, he was... I was listening to this teaching and he was talking about having the grace um, not to do something that you know you don't you shouldn't be doing or don't want to do. And I was listening very carefully and he was and then his example he used was smoking that, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that smoke that actually don't enjoy smoking, which sounds kind of strange. Like if you don't enjoy it, why are you doing it? Uh, right. Like exactly like with the pornography, if it makes you feel bad afterwards, what, why do you do it? Yeah, it sounds like uh, duh, but <laughs> I know, I personally know smokers that are disgusted that they smoke, don't like other people smoking around them, but yet they smoke, you know, so there's some addictions, it just doesn't make sense, you know, like, you can't even explain, it. it's just a disgusting addiction, and Creflo Dollar used smoking for an example, that there are people that smoke that don't want to smoke, but yet they're smoking, or people that smoke, and you know, they're enjoying smoking, but they know it's bad for them, they know that it can lead to cancer, they know that it can lead to sickness or disease. They know that it makes their teeth yellow. They know that it makes their breath smell, their clothes smell. They know that it is not healthy. You know, they know it's not a lifestyle that adds to them. They know this 100% very clearly, yet they still smoke. And and a lot, a lot of, and there's a big uh, percentage of people that smoke that actually want to quit, but they just don't know how to quit or they don't seem to know, like, to know how to stop, you know, and Creflo Dollar was saying that as if you're a smoker, for example, uh, which I never smoked in my life, but I'm just using this analogy that Creflo Dollar used, that if you're a smoker and you're about to put the cigarette to your mouth and you're about to, you know, puff in that nicotine or whatever you get from cigarettes, as, as soon as you're about to do it, you can tell yourself, no, I have the grace not to smoke this. I have the grace to put the cigarette out and throw it away. I'm not going to do it this time. It doesn't mean that the smoker doesn't want to smoke. They have the desire to smoke. They have the lust to smoke, but they can still speak it out with out of their mouth, out of their mind and say, you know what? Putting the cigarette in my mouth is too easy. I have the grace of God in Jesus name not to do this and throw it away. And it doesn't mean that when you throw the cigarette away, you like it's, it just went out of nowhere, that desire, that lust. Sometimes they'll throw the cigarette away and they'll be happy that they said no to, no to the cigarette. But deep down inside, they still wish they could have smoked it, you know. But in the beginning, it's not easy. In the beginning, it's like you have to keep saying no a couple of times. It's like in a sense that like, and you're not doing it through your own strength because it, a lot of smokers try to stop smoking and they can't do it. But if you try to stop smoking by with the grace of God, you can stop. So every time you're about to smoke, put a cigarette to your mouth, you say, I have the grace not to do this. I have the grace not to do this. You throw that cigarette away. You keep on repeating. You have the grace. You believe you have the grace. You ask God for the grace and you maintain, you, you just stay in that grace. And eventually in the name of Jesus, you will stop smoking. Same with pornography. Every time you have the urge, like I would say, I w w when I would pray, uh, 
do the sin, like watch pornography, then feel disgusting afterwards and pray. And it was like this vicious cycle. And after I heard what Crefladola said, I said, you know what? I told myself one day, I have the grace not to put pornography on my computer. I have the grace not to go on those websites. I have the grace not to do that. And sometimes I would feel so much to do it. I would feel like this. It's like a a raging bull inside of me. It was like, come on, let's go. Let's go watch this site. Let's go see some exciting things. Let's do it. Let's do it. But then I would say to myself, Nana, you have the grace to shut your computer off. You have the grace to turn your computer down, turn it off. You have the grace not to go on those websites. Rather go on, uh, go for a walk. Rather go into prayer. Rather read a, a, a clean, a good book. Rather go spend some time with your sister. You know, I always told my, I, I would always say, now nah, you have the grace. Go make a meal. Go cook dinner for the evening for everybody. You know, so every time those evil thoughts will come or those disgusting thoughts will come to go watch pornography, I would say it to myself, you have the grace not to do this. And I saw it. One, one full day, I, n- I didn't watch pornography. I was like, wow, for a whole day, I didn't touch that rubbish. Then I saw the next day, then I didn't do it. Then the third day, before I knew it was a whole week where I, I hadn't watched pornography. And the week became two weeks. Two weeks became a month. And I was like, oh, I've gone a month. That means I don't need it. I, I, you know. And it was just that day by day reminding myself that I have God's grace not to do those type of things. I have God's grace not to do sin. I have God's grace not to watch pornography. And before I knew it, I went a month without doing it. A month became three months. Three months became six months. Six months became a year. You know, I still went through different types of deliverances and prayer, but it started from that message with Crawford Dollar. And to cut the long story short, it's been over 10 years, 12 years or over that I ever even like went near that disgusting stuff. You know, this is the, this is the delivering power of Jesus Christ because in my own free will, like in my own, I, I, I should say free will, I give my free will to Jesus. What I'm trying to say is in my own, um, physical strength, in my own human ability, there's no way I would I, I could have just stopped like that. It was the grace of God. It was the name, it was the delivering power of the name of Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ himself. He delivered me. So when I tell you that Jesus Christ is real, he is real. I don't talk about Jesus being real from a religious standpoint because I actually don't believe in religion, but I believe in relationship with Jesus Christ because, you know, we have to be careful with religion because religion can be, it can be so man-made, but I'm talking about reality. I'm talking about real relationship. I'm talking about relationship with the Lord Jesus as our father, as our healer, as our deliverer, as our savior. And I'm telling you that Jesus Christ saved me. He delivered me by the power in his name. He delivered me by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from pornography. And since then, I've never looked back. And that's why I'm a strong advocate for people to be free from pornography because pornography is very destructive. It's destructive to the porn stars and it's destructive to the consumers and it's destructive to society. And I'm just going to read and... So that the people out there that won't even would not agree, but you know what? You might not see your destruction now, but just give it some time. Pornography is it's it's not from God, okay? It, I mean, first of all, there are people 
There are people that do it, uh, you know, like actresses, porn stars that do it in their free will. But if you know the story of mo most of these porn stars, they're, a lot of them are addicted to drugs just so they can have, you know, just so they can continue with that lifestyle. It's so hard on them. I've actually spent countless of hours going through interviews with porn stars and you'll be surprised. Like they just perform for you, but outside of that performance, you have no idea what they're going through. A lot of them are going through suicide, suicide, suicidal thoughts, drug abuse, alcoholism, alcohol abuse. Some of them have lost their kids. Their kids are in foster care. They go through some, if you know the reality of their lives, you wouldn't even find them attractive anymore. They go through a lot of stuff and some of them are doing it because they, um, some people do for fame and, and the fact that they you know they lust and they love it, but there's so many of them that just are doing it because they need, they want and need money quickly. Um, and you know, they got into it and they don't even know how to get out of it. There are even some that are trafficked women and children that are trafficked just to bring other people pleasure entertainment and which God is, is, is going to bring justice, believe me, in Jesus' mighty name. So don't think that every porn star is a whore and just likes to have fun. You'd be surprised the true stories of these porn stars. Like I said, I've been through countless of hours, hours of interviews, okay, concerning the stories of porn stars. So I'm not talking like randomly. I'm talking from like a deep place of experience. So if you'd like, you can read the book. It gives a very, 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 very... Uh, um, thorough accounts of what I'm talking about. It's a very big chapter, so I won't be able to cover in this in this one episode. Uh, I would like to wrap up soon, but I just want to read just a page, less than, a, yeah, like a page from, from the book. So this, this chapter is, uh, is called The Age of Pornography, and it's chapter five, and we're just going to read from page 52 to a little bit of 54. Even page 52, we're not reading from the beginning, it's just <laughs> towards the end. I just want to read just a small clip Okay, a small clip of this chapter. Okay, so there are tons of people around the world who would argue that pornography is harmless because it is fun behind a computer screen and not an actuality for them. The reality is this. Whether you agree with this or not, what you have not realized is that by watching pornography, you are spiritually participating and you form a soul tie with every porn star that you watch. You will even find yourself channeling the personas of your favorite porn stars when you are physically having sex. The fact that you get turned on when you watch pornography means that you are already involved, means that you have already involved your emotions and thoughts. And let me tell you, your emotions and your thoughts have, have their live in the spirit realm, okay? This, your emotions, your thoughts, it's part of the spirit realm. It's things that you can't see physically, but you can you can sense it, you can feel it. So the fact that your emotions and thoughts are involved, that's already spiritual, okay? So I, I'll just read the sentence again. You'll even find yourself channeling the personas of your favorite porn stars when you're physically having sex. The fact that you get turned on when you watch porn, when you watch pornography means that you're already you have already involved your emotions and thoughts. Your soul comprises three parts, the mind, the will, and the emotions. Watching pornography requires your free will, the will. It requires your mind and your emotions, okay? And all that's going on in your soul. That's not part of the book, but I'm just adding that. And let's get back to the book. So all pornography is pornography. 
It does not matter if you think it's mild in nature or extremely graphic. The point is, it is still pornography, and you would then be participating in the realm of this dangerous sexual stronghold. Pornography is a gateway for demonic strongholds to develop in a person's life. Once a person opens themselves up to this gateway, they will begin to experience destruction in different areas of their lives, such as failed marriages, failed relationships, setbacks in life, unanswered prayers, ambiguity with the, di ambiguity with the direction of their lives, and subsequent issues with their finances. Spiritual and physical destruction from pornography might not take root right away, but eventually it comes. Later chapters in this book will throw more light on this issue. Porn stars engage themselves in detestable acts which are against God's ultimate plan for sex. By watching porn stars, you become part of the, of the, detest of the detestable acts and the spiritual darkness that governs these acts. That is why the more you engage in pornography, the more you develop debauched sexual fantasies which cloud the mind with perversity. People who watch pornography eventually expect their spouses or whomever they're sleeping with to sexually perform like porn stars, which sets unrealistic expectations and pressures on their relationship. When those marriages and relationships fall apart, the porn consumer then pursues a new relationship with the hope of meeting a new partner who will be kinkier than the previous one. It is a vicious cycle. The real reason why people watch pornography is not for entertainment, but rather it is for some sort of fulfillment. An addiction develops as a result of searching for this impure fulfillment. A person may be unknowingly looking for genuine fulfillment that transcends mind, body, and soul. But this type of fulfillment can only be found in God. And there's a scripture um, which relates to this, Acts chapter 17, verses 26 to 27, which says, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their, of their, of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet, he is actually not far from each of us. So this is if you, the only fulfillment, the only way that inner fulfillment can be satisfied is through God. Pornography will not fulfill you. It might fulfill you temp temporarily, like for a few seconds, few minutes, few hours maybe, but you'll always be back to square one, searching, looking for to be fulfilled. Okay, so please keep that in mind. Yes, so sorry for that that little pause. I was actually just reading something and thinking. So we're going to end soon, but I just want to just read this little part of the book as well. I'm actually skipping a lot of pages and paragraphs and, you know, I'm just going to certain parts because it's just, I said there's so much to cover in a small episode, but I want to say this um, to reach out to people. I don't want them to have to wait till the end of the pornography series to know how they can reach out to Jesus in that struggle. So I want to quickly say this. It doesn't matter if you're still struggling with this addiction. I have this in the book. It's on page 63. It says, even with porn playing on your computer, your pants pulled down or your skirt hiked up and your hands where they're not supposed to be, God still loves you and wants you to repent and come back to him immediately.
God sees your future and who you are meant to be. He sees the purpose he has given you that you may not real, you may not realize yet. God sees into your body, your soul, and your spirit. He sees the real you that nobody else sees. Give God a chance to heal you from pornography through his son, Jesus Christ. All you have to do is ask God to open your soul to Jesus. Instead of self-condemnation and guilt, open yourself up to the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. Ask God to deliver you and forgive you. Let God love you. You do not have to be perfect to talk to God. Rather, you just have to make the decision to repent. God is ready to take you into his arms. And I have a scripture to end the first part of this um, pornography series from, from James chapter 4 verses 8 that says, Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Choose God, choose Jesus, and be free from pornography. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm just going to lead a prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now for whoever is listening that is tired of what they're doing right now, tired of pornography, their addiction to pornography, and they want you, Lord Jesus. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need help. I need help. I need healing in my heart, in my, my heart. I need healing. I'm searching for something. I don't even know what it is. Lord Jesus, I confess my sin, the sin of pornography and any other sin. I ask that you forgive me by the power in your name, Jesus. Lord Jesus, cleanse me with your precious blood. Hallelujah. Deliver me, Jesus. I want to receive you as Lord and Savior today. Today, Jesus, I make a commitment to leave the life I've lived behind and accept a new life from you. Cleanse me with your precious blood. I know that you are God. You are Lord. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the Son of God. You are the Holy Messiah. And you came to die for me. Lord Jesus, I know you resurrected and you rose and you are seated at the right hand of God Almighty. Please forgive me for my sins. Deliver me, heal me, and give me a brand new life in you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. If you prayed along with me and you believe that, you've received Jesus Christ and he will guard you, he will lead you, he will help you. He will do things for you that no human being can do for you. He will prepare the right opportunities for you, bring the right people in your life. Just trust him. Do it day by day. And the best way is to renew your mind, which is through the word of God. I myself need to read the word of God a bit more than I do now. But reading the word of God, getting a Bible, reading the word of God, starting with the New Testament um, from Matthew, it will be, be very helpful for you getting to know who Jesus is. So I just thank you so much for listening to me. And I'm going to end um, this um, podcast. I'll come back to say goodbye properly. But I need to play a beautiful song. And the song is called Beautiful Exchange. And it's really for those who have accepted Jesus right now. And for everybody to just show you the beautiful exchange between you and Jesus. And between me and Jesus as well.
Yes, so thank you so much for listening to that song. It's actually longer, but I don't want to make this episode too long, so we're going to sign off here. I thank you so much for staying with me throughout the whole show, and I pray and hope that you'll come back for episode four, um, and uh, I'll announce the title then. Thank you so much. I just bless you, and I just pray for a wonderful week for all of you. And always don't forget, if you're in distress, call on the name of Jesus with lots of love from me. This is Nana from your show, from the show um, Intimacy and Truth. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Oh, and before I let you go, I forgot to mention the last song, Beautiful Exchange. It's by Hillsong. So the song is called Beautiful Exchange by Hillsong. Thank you. Bye-bye.